Let's begin. Okay, so last time was kind of a bummer. October and Fish are now in Herovian custody, which, yeah, the crab too. I didn't forget, I just didn't think it was as relevant. So I thought, you know, in comparison, Team Villain might lighten things up a bit. Granted, last time they were subduing a wild elk and controlling its mind, but I'm sure that was a one-off. Anyways. Meanwhile, back on the blimp. Simon and Sarfunkel are in their fancy ergonomic snake chair. Sarfunkel is studying the books scattered across their boardroom table. Simon is limply flopped. <sighs> Sarfunkel, are you finished yet? Can we do something not boring now? No. Our work is far from complete. Soon the crab will acquire the fish and contact us. And in the meantime, Sure, but that's not now, so And in the meantime, I must ensure the success of Muscular Giraffe's ritual so we may claim the elemental creature of air. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that's also not now. Until then, I must continue to seek out the location of the elemental creature of Earth. <sighs> oh, here's Bees in a Trenchcoat. Master Sarfunkel. Master Simon. Hey, Bees in a Trenchcoat. How are you? Bored? Me too. Ignore him. Rude. Bees in a Trenchcoat. Report. We have landed, Master Sarfunkel. Yes, finally. We will be out shortly. Yes, Master Sarfunkel. Bees in a trench coat leaves, and uh, the blimp is in a hangar, and the hangar is in a village, and the village is in a forest, and the forest is in a mountain range. Very snowy. I guess they haven't gone too far since the elk thing. Wait! I know where we are. This frigid mountain range is Pneumonia. A village stands out, colorful even from this distance. A lot of orange and yellow decorations. The blimp floats in an airy wooden hangar. Maybe a story off the ground. The hangar is wooden and functional looking like a workshop, with smooth curvy lines carved decoratively into every spare surface. Artsy. A strut of scaffolding reaches out to the hatch near the blimp's nose, which Simon, Sarfunkel, Bees, and Muscular Giraffe are using to disembark. The snakes have a practical looking satchel between their necks and a scarf each. Muscular Giraffe sports an elegant neck warmer, which really brings out his eyes. The bees are in a trench coat. Oh, howdy, folks. May I protect you. I'm Papaya Elfman. Welcome to my garage. A solid-looking elf heads over to them. So what can I do you for? Greetings. We Papaya, have... hello. Pleasure to meet you. My name's Simon. This is my brother, Sarfunkel. And that's our pilot, Muscular Giraffe. And this is our hench bees, bees in a trench coat. Twins. That's lucky. You've got good taste for tourists. There aren't many places up here in the mountains with a bigger sci-fest festival than us. <clears throat> festival? No. That's why you're here, right? For sci-fest? No, but 
Go on. It's only the biggest elven holiday of the year. Every winter solstice, we celebrate the sun goddess Saya with blessings, gifts, food, singing, dancing, and a big old bonfire party in the town square. The whole town's gonna be there, myself and the brood included. Simon's jaw drops. Sarfunkel's clenches. Okay, no. There's a party. No. What is the function of this gathering? Well, to thank Saya for protecting us year-round. But of course, there's no better way to spend the darkest, coldest night of the year than with those you love most, eh? Indeed. However, we are not here for the holiday. We seek to retrieve an ingredient for muscular giraffe so that he may perform a ritual. Do you have any very special salt? Very special salt? It's an elven name. Some of the nuances lost in translation. Well, I'm sorry you won't be participating in the celebration, but you might find some Iroquois swolia in town. Excellent. Now, we must... Master Sarfunkel, may we make a request? Yes, bees in a trench coat? If it is not inappropriate, we would like to claim a vacation day while you and Master Simon find the salt. Oh, if that... Granted. Muscular Giraffe, you get the day off too. Vacation day for everyone. Hold on. Thank you, Master Simon. Master Sarfunkel. The bees head toward the hangar exit. May I protect you, bees, in a trench coat. We shall reconvene at the bonfire tonight. May Saya protect you both. They bow and exit the hangar. So I suppose you want me to watch the blimp while you head into town? Indeed. Um, muscular giraffe, would you like? To come? Muscular giraffe looks skeptical. I... okay. Then we shall make our way into the village, brother, and find what we came for. Very special self. Indeed. May Sire protect you. May Sire protect you, Papaya. You've been a delight. See you at the bonfire, Muscular Giraffe. Simon and Sarfunkel slither down the stairs to the exit as Muscular Giraffe awkwardly waves, staying next to Papaya, who eyes him. You don't speak, friend? Muscular Giraffe lifts one shoulder ambivalently. Fair enough. Papaya glances at the blimp. This thing could use a bit of work. Looks like it's been through a lot. Simon and Sarfunkel leave a furrow in the new snow as Sarfunkel steers them single-mindedly toward the town square. Log buildings painted red ochre with birch bark roofs line the pitted road. In the center of the square sits an important-looking stack of logs. Orange-yellow garlands are woven through the air above, anchored by the surrounding buildings. Booths and stalls line the edges of the square, all covered in more swoopy organic carvings with thick curves and thin straights. Lots of elves around festive looking. So, what do you want to do with the rest of our vacation day? I would like to find some very special salt. I saw some elves eating snow cones, so I definitely want to try that. And everyone's wearing these fun yellow hats, so maybe we should get some of those. Everyone is indeed wearing knitted yellow hats. Ah, this elf seems to be a baker. 
Perhaps they can direct us towards the salt. Sarfunkel, I know you want this salt, uh, but I think we need to have a little self-care day, maybe. Brother, I work hard scheming and plotting so that one day we may awaken Mama Morbus. Until that day, I will not rest. I would think you, of all people, would understand my motivation. Okay, then. Come. Sarfunkel slithers them to a tent held up by silvery wood, tended by a tall, slender elf in a robed gown. Their long braid of silvery hair pools behind them as they sit behind the table, carving a small chunk of wood with a knife. Before them is a silver platter covered in familiar bread rolls. Greetings. I require your assistance. The elf stands gracefully, setting down their carving. Hello. May Saya protect you on this wonderful solstice day. Can I interest you in a very exciting business opportunity? No. I am in search How about a bread roll? One small bite is enough to fill the stomach of a grown man. The elf offers the platter enticingly. I don't mind if I do. Simon strikes, plucking a piece of bread from the elf's platter. I am in search of very special salt. Ericoisfolia? Mmm, this bread is wonderful. Laypaya bread is made with ingredients even more exotic, rare, pure, and traditional than Ericoisfolia. Each ingredient is harvested and gathered by elves who work tirelessly to craft this exquisite bread so that you can live the Laypaya lifestyle. Wow, tell me more about this lifestyle. Simon, I know you know this is a scam. <gasps> scam? Lepaya is not a scam. Yes, Sarfunkel, it's a lifestyle. Do you, or do you not, have Ericor... Very special salt. I may have salt, but I definitely have a special two-for-one Sayafest offer, available exclusively to twins. It's your lucky day. At Lepaya, we believe all twins have a unique bond, just like the twin goddesses Saya and Kuyu. Thank you. That will be all. He turns to go, but Simon keeps them put. Uh, what's this? This? The Lepaya elf picks up their little wooden carving. It's my Syaphas carving. You carve something important to you. Then, tonight, they will all be thrown in the bonfire. The flames carry them up to the goddess Saya, and she'll protect them over the upcoming year. I'm making my star friend plum. Oh, that's so fun! And, uh, if you act now, our limited-time Sayafest two-for-one special comes with two wooden blocks for carving. Knives sold separately. <gasps> Let's get some! Absolutely not. No Sayafest is complete without a carving. Sarfunkel, you need a break. So you don't have your special salt. I think you need to take a moment to appreciate what you do have. You have me, and these in a trench coat, and muscular giraffe. Family is what Sayafest is all about. And here at Lepaya, our sail maidens are like family. Ignore we want the elf. All I'm saying is you can get the salt later. What's the point of unleashing Mama Morbus if you're too exhausted to enjoy it when it happens? Very well, brother. I I see your point. Fantastic. How much for the wood? Sixty-five pearls. Sixty-five? Five pearls for two pieces of wood? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. The elf ducks under the table and drags out a large wooden crate. 
The special also includes two dozen loaves of bread, two sales maidens handbooks, and two elven gowns. Yeah, we're not paying for that. Pardon me? Of course not. <laughs> Sarfunkel lunges forward and bites the elf in the neck. Simon's eyes roll and flash green, as do the elves. Simon's head falls limply to the side. The elf, or I guess Simon now because mind control, opens the crate. Ah, uh, wood for you, wood for me. The elf slash Simon grabs the balsa bud? Looks like balsa. From the crate and hands them over to Sarfunkel. He slides over the elf's wood knife too, which Sarfunkel sticks in his satchel. Simon, I know I work too much, but I do it for you so that one day Mama Morbus will be liberated from eternal imprisonment, free to roam this realm once more, with both of us there to revel in the spectacle. May Sire protect you, Sarfungo. May Sire protect you, Simon. Now, release this elf. Simon's head rolls back upright, neon green-eyed. The elf's eyes flash too, wide and confused. What? Um. Thank uh, you for all your help. Oh. Yes, a most amusing diversion. May Sire protect you. The snakes make their exit, leaving the elf and their ethereal marketing scheme behind. That was cute, in an evil kind of way. Two brothers working together to release a cosmic horror on the world for reasons unknown. Sweet. Yeah, I'd love to see what Bizna Trenchcoat is doing with their day off. Let's see. Bizna Trenchcoat is cruising around an elfy little market under a freestanding roof, leaving no footprints. A semi-full basket is hooked in one of the coat's bent elbows. Their gloves wriggle fretfully at the ends of the wrists. Fretful, uh, distressed, but it's a metaphor, so fidgety. They browse the various tables, each bearing collections of interesting little items laid neatly out on sparkly cloths. Bees hovers by a few before stalling in front of a green cloth with a pine needle embroidery. The elf vendor is decorated similarly. How you doing? May Sire protect you. Bees stares at them. Okay then. Bit of a strange elf. Bit more staring. This is uncomfortable. We are seeking a gift. Ah, that greatest of holiday traditions, but last minute shopping. What are you after? We do not know. We have never done this before. Well, you're getting gifts for your kids, right? What do they like? Indeed, for our children. Yeah, I know, it's Sci-Fest. So what are they? Have you considered a productive pastime to light up those long winter nights? Nothing better for Scyphus than a brand new hobby. A second elf in vivid orange with dangly earrings leans in from the next table up the line. Ah, bug off, Plum. Ooh. Wait your turn. So, your kids? They, they are high-strung, passionate, scaly, very evil. Evil? Uh, maybe they'd be interested in taking up crochet? Perhaps. Simon, Simon quite enjoys artistic endeavors, arts and crafts. What's he lack? Unfocused, but quite charming. We'd like to find something 
quiet for him to do while his brother works. Small house? No. They share a body. Twins! That's lucky, especially to Nat. Splendid. So, uh, what's the other twin like? Sarfunkel is in some ways very unlike his brother. He is hardworking and single-minded. We do not know what to get him. Hmm. Maybe... This crochet starter kit? Plum! Sarfunkel finds fiber arts frustrating. But Simon would like that. We'll take one. How about this lovely set of... An enchanted book? Oh. <sighs> the orange elf holds up a limp book with a picture of a unicorn on the front. Colors wash across the cover in a hypnotizing display. What is the topic of this book? Is it a bestiary? You, uh, you color in it. Mesmerizing. We'll take one. But Sarfunkel wouldn't like it. Model center shuttle? It's to scale. What? A third elf in a tie-dyed blue ensemble leans in hopefully from the other side of the green elf. No. While they both like those, Sarfunkel gets frustrated when his train schedules are delayed by Simon's dinosaur attacks. What about a little clockwork elk? Bees prods a mechanical elk. It jigs to life and waddles slowly off the table. It lands on the floor, spinning on the ground as its walk cycle slows. Perhaps for Simon. The blue elf picks up the little elk and adds it to the growing pile of gifts for Simon. It appears finding a gift for Sarfunkel is more difficult than anticipated. I'm sure you'll find something. We are unsure. We do not have the rigorous training and gift selection the three of you clearly have. Training? You don't need training to give a gift. Then how are you certain you are offering the optimal gift? It's not about finding the optimal thing. It's just a way of showing you care about people, showing you know them, and think about them. You care about those twins? Indeed. These snakes are very dear to us. Then I'm sure you'll know just what to get him. Bees' attention has been pulled away from the conversation. They're staring fixedly over the elf's shoulder, where a small elf is scattering salt across the snow behind the tables. What is that child doing? Salt in the vendor path. It breaks up the ice when it gets too thick. So we don't slip. And you use very special salt to do this? Uh, yep. This is the perfect gift for Sarfunkel. Well, all right then. The green elf spins around, takes some salt from the child, and fills a small cloth bag with it. Bees in a trench coat fills the basket with Simon's gifts and makes the necessary exchanges. Thank you for teaching us about gifts. You're very welcome. May Sire protect you. Bees in a trench coat floats their way out from under the roof and rises into the sky. By the silver hair of Kuyu! That elf is flying! Elves haven't flown in a thousand years! It's a scientist miracle! Bees disappears into the growing dusk as the three elves watch on in awe. 
around them, other vendors are starting to pack up and head out as the town closes down for the festival. Yeah, that was cute. I never knew bees was so... soft. Speaking of cute... What? I like him. What can I say? Meanwhile, back in the garage... <sighs> there he is, looking studly as ever. Muscular Giraffe is slumped in an elfwood chair against one of the hangar walls. His hefty arms are folded moodily across his broad chest. Papaya is hoisted in the air by a harness dangling above the blimp. Pluck the baby from the garden after three turns of the moon all right and proper. Not like these young sprouts these days in their slapdash first thaw philosophy. I'll tell you, town meetings are a circus these days with all these hippy-dippy young folk and their ideas. But now you know how I got all my kids. Children, I mean, not little goats. What do giraffes call their children anyways? Is it a foal? A giraffelet? I bet the necks give you trouble, eh? So long. Here, pass me the ballonet probe. Muscular giraffe reaches down to the open toolbox at his feet and pulls out a twisty thing. He stands and tosses it athletically up to the mechanic far above. Papaya grabs it neatly and drops the other, rounder thing they were holding. Muscular giraffe trots a few steps and snatches it out of the air with gymnastic grace. He replaces it in the toolbox while Papaya uses the twisty whatever on the blimp, somehow. I don't know. I'm not a blimp mechanic. It's real handy having you around, muscular giraffe. Usually my apprentice would be here to chuck tools at me, but I gave them the day off for Cyfest. If Plum could date someone like that, I would be happy. You have kids? Muscular giraffe shakes no. Well, they're the light of my long-stocked life, but the decisions they make. Yeesh. An elf wants certain things for their kids. To enjoy their childhood, to find their calling, to meet their friends, and get to gardening. Excuse my language. But Plum's with one of those lay pie maidens right now. Every time my darling child visits me, I'm terrified they're going to start trying to sell me bread. But now, Pineapple, that kid understands tradition. They're not chasing after one of those bread-peddling traitors pandering to outsiders. Huh! Like we need human approval. It's basically a cult, Lepia. A capitalist cult. They're like this blimp. Elf on the outside, Herovian on the inside. Although, usually a blimp isn't quite this elf on the outside. Where's all the military insignia? Muscular giraffe dismissively cuts his hand sideways. A pleasure craft. Hooey, it's been a while since one of those made it up here. But I don't see the license tag. Who owns it? Muscular giraffe does jazz hands. You! Sure, pull the other one. No. Really? Hold on. Muscular giraffe. Is this even Herovian? Muscular giraffe shakes his head smugly. Not Herovian! I've never seen a blimp that didn't fly their flag. Even my master mechanic hasn't. I thought they stamped all the independent operations out during the war. 
But this blimp isn't that old. Muscular Giraffe shakes his head. Who's the other pilot that told drink of water in the trench coat? They a giraffe too? A rogue operation like this dodging the authorities, no doubt. A long enough coat hides everything. Here I am, thinking they're an elf. Muscular Giraffe points a defiant thumb at his chest. Get out of town! You fly this thing by yourself? They rappel down in the harness to ground level and land lightly, facing Muscular Giraffe. They clap him on the shoulder, which has no effect. Good on you, Muscular Giraffe! Fight the human! Where'd it come from, if you don't mind a little curiosity? Muscular Giraffe goes a bit stiff, then slowly reaches for his neck. He fishes out a little locket necklace, opens it, and holds it up to Papaya, looking away. Oh. Muscular Giraffe's big shoulders slump a bit. Within the locket is a tiny rendering of a youthful version of Muscular Giraffe, and an older, even more rugged giraffe. They're clearly related. This was your co-pilot? Muscular Giraffe nods sharply. And he's with the stars now, eh? That's a shame. I'm sorry, Muscular Giraffe. Muscular Giraffe shrugs and sniffs, putting the locket away. I can't imagine. Kids are a collective affair around here, but it's always hard to lose someone. No kids, no parents, no grandparents. At least you've still got some family. Muscular Giraffe looks confused. The mysterious one and those slithery fellas. Muscular Giraffe looks skeptical, then shakes his head dismissively. Come on now, Muscular Giraffe. My mouth does its fair share of running, but that does not mean my eyes don't work. They care about you. And I can tell you care about them. Muscular Giraffe shrugs, brushing Papaya off. Well, sitting aside your thoughts on the matter, it's nice to have company. Since I let everyone else out early today, kinda lonely with no one else around. Muscular Giraffe rolls his eyes at Papaya's meaningful look. Just my two seeds worth. Pay no mind. They finish a stretch and check the sky. It's nearly dark out. Look at the time! You're a fascinating individual, muscular giraffe, but we better get moving if we're gonna finish up before nightfall. Plus, then, I gotta pick up Persimmon's doohickey and feed the elk, check They the start pants. hoisting themselves back up the rigging line, but muscular giraffe catches their ankle. Can I help you? We're burning daylight, and it's the shortest day of the year! Muscular Giraffe jerks his head at the door. He wants Papaya to secure the perimeter. You want me to leave? No. Muscular Giraffe nods solemnly. Papaya hits the ground again. Are you sure? I haven't finished yet. Muscular Giraffe points to the toolbox himself, then gives a thumbs up. Well... Well, thanks. They strip off the harness. You're a real stand-up giraffe guy. May size warmth protect you on this darkest of nights, my friend. They throw their arms around Muscular Giraffe, who gently pats their back. They release him and head doorwards. Don't stay too late now. I'm sure your people are waiting for you. 
They pull a festive yellow hat out from their pocket, put it on, and jog out into the cold. Muscular Giraffe rests a hand on the side of the blimp as he looks at a window. There's snow falling against the darkening sky. A vibrant glow lights up the center of town. Must be the party. Muscular Giraffe flips open his locket and stares at the photo inside. The two giraffes are standing proudly in front of a much cleaner version of the blimp. The older giraffe has his arm tightly around the young muscular giraffe, who bears it happily with a huge grin. He shuts the locket and looks up at the real blimp. He sighs and starts rigging himself up. Down at the town square, the bonfire party is in full swing. Elves are chatting, laughing, drinking warm drinks, wearing their festive hats, just generally having a great time. Off to the side, there's a group of Lepaya elves all dressed in elaborately fancy gowns doing a flowy dance. The vendors from the market are telling a very exciting story to a small group. And then they flew off! I'm sure they did. I swear it was a Sirefest miracle! And there's Papaya walking in. They're immediately attacked with kisses and hugs from about half a dozen children. Hey, how y'all doing? Pear? Pineapple? Papaya Junior? Dragon Fruit? <laughs> Plum? Ooh and Simon and Sarfunkel are right up near the bonfire, coiled on a log and draped under a blanket with their matching scarves and new matching yellow hats. Simon is carving away at his woodblock. Sarfunkel sips a drink with berries bobbing in it. Is it nearly complete, brother? Almost excellent. Excuse us, Master Sarfunkel, Master Simon. Simon drops his stuff. Bees in a trench coat hovers unexpectedly behind them with their basket. Saya's blessings, bees in a trench coat. How is your vacation? Educational. And yours? It was nice. Sarfunkel relaxed. Splendid. Indeed. It was refreshing. We got this for you. Simon ducks under the blanket and emerges with a festive yellow hat for bees. It's got a bobble. Apparently they're very important. Thank you. We, we have acquired, acquired gifts for you as well. Bees in a trench coat doles out Simon's first present. Ooh, coloring book! <gasps> Look at this little elk. <gasps> Crochet starter kit, Sarfunkel. I'm making us a double scarf. And for you, Master Sarfunkel. Bees in a trench coat hands them the small cloth sack. What Ooh. is... Simon dives yeah. in and opens it for his brother. Within, crystals gleam in the firelight. Blech. Salty. Bees in a trench coat. You found the very special salt? May Saya protect you, Sarfunkel. Thank you, bees in a trench coat. We are being watched. Bees in a trench coat rotates. Standing off at the edge of the gathering is... Muscular Giraffe! He gives them a small, distant nod of acknowledgement, smiling uncertainly. Greetings, Muscular Giraffe. Is your work complete? Muscular Giraffe shrugs, wrinkling his neck warmer. Very well. We can finish tomorrow. This hat is for you. Simon unearths another yellow hat. Muscular Giraffe steps in. And we have a gift for you as well. 
he comes closer, drawn towards the warmth. He gently holds the hat as Beesna Trenchcoat presents a bottle of wine. We are aware that you enjoy collecting intentionally aged grape fermentations, so we purchased this for you. Muscular Giraffe takes the bottle and cradles it. May Saya protect you, Muscular Giraffe. He looks around at bees and the snakes, a sincere smile taking over his face. He pulls them all into a hug. They're crushed firmly in his beefy arms. Bee's coat deforms slightly. Muscular Giraffe lets go and cheerfully puts on the hat. Okay, now sit. Muscular Giraffe next to me. Bee's in a trench coat next to Sarko. Bee's sits. Muscular Giraffe settles in under the blanket. Simon collects his carving from the snow. Now that we're all here, ta-da! He reveals it. Still kind of rectangular, but it is all us. Simon carved this as a sacrifice to the goddess Saya, so that she may protect our family on our journey to Mother Morbus. Simon throws the carving into the flames. It smolders, catches, adding another thin plume of smoke to the mass held by the bonfire's walls. The smoke rises to the hole in the leaf above, the garlands flickering where they're hit by the light, luminous against the deep blue sky. The four of them sit on the log in a row, watching the fire. Together. Well, that was very nice, all homey feeling. And all warm and fuzzy. Hmm? Yeah. Sounds nice. Let's stop. Well, thank you kindly for listening to... October Jones and Fish with Legs. Who are they? More friends of Muscular Giraffe? No, hon, I'm just talking to myself. Tell them to put it on the stoop for now. I'll get it later. This special holiday feature was created by Dexter Lavery Calendar, Elizabeth Naveen, and Zoe Bujot, and made musical by Alexander Cruz. We got the good down-home vocal ranges of Dexter Lavery Calendar, Takeshi Fukushima, Cheyenne Ruiz, Zoe Bougeau, and Elizabeth Naveen to brighten up the place. You can rate, review, or subscribe to this program, though I hear it includes a generous helping of Herovian nonsense, so you might want to pass up on that, in fact. If you just cannot help yourself, you can follow the show at October and Fish on Instagram, Facebook, and your favorite podcast application. If email's more your speed, there's an address. It's OctoberandFish at gmail.com. Simmy, I said I'd handle it. Or at least let Dragonfruit help. You're gonna throw your back out again, and I'm not gonna be the one to call it in. Stubborn elf, that's where Plump gets it, I bet. Sticking capitalists, ruining everything, poisoning our community. Oh. Please excuse me, I need to go before Persimmon snaps in half trying to haul in pieces for my new crane. And take care of yourselves. It's gonna be a cold winter.
October Jones and Fish with Legs is a member of the Upford Network. Yes! If you like our show, you might like this one too. Hey, I'm Aaron Lakoff, host of Changing on the Fly, a brand new podcast on the Upford Network. Changing on the Fly is a podcast that dives deep into the intersections between hockey and social justice. We take on issues of sexism, racism, and homophobia on the ice. You'll hear from athletes, activists, fans, scholars, and even musicians who love hockey but want to keep the jerks out of the game. Think Colin Kaepernick or Serena Williams, but with skates and less teeth. It's your perfect antidote to Don Cherry and Coach's Corner. Hey Don, what do you think of changing on the fly? Not the left-wing pinkle media bleeding hearts, guys. What are you, nuts? Anyways, you can find Changing on the Fly wherever you get your podcasts, or visit us online at changingontheflypodcast.wordpress.com.